Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome back Dr. John Laurent to talk about some advanced biohacks to upgrade your fast. Let's do this. Your beneficial bacteria have a circadian rhythm just like we do. So they go through a sleep-wake cycle. And so one of the effects when we go to sleep is it's our regeneration. Our, our body switches into like repair and regeneration. And so the microbiome does the same thing. So when they're swarming is when you're sleeping. So they go into this like super growth phase during sleep. And the primary activator, I'm going to ask you, your guess, the primary activator to the swarming is what? Growth hormone? No. Uh What's my favorite melatonin. molecule? Yes. Yeah. Yes, melatonin. And gut melatonin is 400 times stronger right. than it is in the brain. Yeah. So your gut literally produces melatonin for this. So that's why we start to walk people's melatonin up to some really high levels during their post fast mm. is we're accentuating that microbiome swarming, swarming effect. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, I am so pumped up to welcome back Dr. John Laurence for the third time. He's making the three-peat here, and uh, we recorded this episode in Sarasota, Florida, inside of his home. He's got an amazing biohacking home. You might have seen my Instagram stories uh, when I, we did some videos together. And in this episode, we dive into autophagy, mTOR, how your body works at the cellular level, the mitochondria. And I got to tell you, like this was a masterclass on how to upgrade your fasting benefits. We talk about block fasting, intermittent fasting, how to stack NAD and specific compounds and ingredients during a fast to actually accelerate this autophagy cellular repair and cleanup process. And then how to break a fast, especially a block fast the right way to get more of this mTOR stimulation and to get more stem cell production and he has outlined, this guy's a wizard. I mean, he's been on the show before, episode 185, which we talked about melatonin, the miracle molecule, how it's much more important than just sleep. It also prevents cancer. Episode 169, we talk about the nasal spray zen, how to restore cellular health, why suppositories are so beneficial. So you can go listen to both those episodes after this one, we'll put it in the links down below. But in this episode, we focus on autophagy, mTOR, fasting, and these are really cool biohacks. In the beginning of this episode, we talk about the treatment Dr. John gave me at his clinic, Advanced Rejuvenation, a couple days before we recorded this podcast, actually the day right before we recorded this podcast, I went to his clinic. I've been experiencing a lot of lower back pain. Now, I used to always get back pain when I was obese. I used to pull out my back all the time. When I lost the weight, I got much healthier and I, I felt much better. But in 2021, the pain kept coming back and I've been seeing a chiropractor here in Miami, but I sent Dr. John a message. I'm like, look, my back pain is just not going away as fast as I'd like. So he said, hey, let's come up, 
come up to uh, Sarasota to my clinic. I'll do some treatment on you and we'll record a podcast. So that's the manifestation of what you're hearing today. So in the beginning of the episode, we talk about what he did for me. It was not a pleasant experience. I got seven or eight shots in my lower back of PRP, platelet-rich plasma, some peptides. He also did TRT treatment. He's going to talk about that. But it, it was such a beneficial visit because it really helped me understand why I was experiencing back pain. And guess what? You might have a similar issue. It was called fatty infiltration of the motivati muscle. So we'll talk about that. And then we get into the conversation on autophagy and mTOR. We also, I was inspired right at the end of this video because uh, I met a gentleman with Dr. John. His name is Dr. Michael Rice, who a brilliant guy. I just met him over the weekend. He was there in the house. He was staying with Dr. John as we were recording this podcast. And once we finished recording with Dr. John, Dr. Michael Rice was talking about how the episode was perfect. We really explained how this works at the cellular level. And then he was talking about how thoughts and resentment and hate or love and abundance could actually tear down your body or build it back up. And I'm like, oh, Michael, Michael, stop talking, please. Let's get you into the podcast. And I want you to share exactly what you just told me on the Keto Camp podcast. So at the end of this episode, we have a bonus five-minute segment with Dr. Michael Rice so you could understand how thoughts can build up your health or how negative thoughts, hatefulness, resentment, and guilt could tear down your cellular health. And it was such an impactful five minutes. So you're going to love that. This is one of my all-time favorite episodes because we dive deep into how your body works at the cellular level. And before we bring on Dr. John and Dr. Michael Rice, I want to take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review. This is a five-star review from FitMum89 from Australia. Hey, FitMum in Australia. So titled, Quality Information. I absolutely love Ben's interview. Ben helps break down the information given by his interviewees to make it accessible to the everyday listener while also getting deep enough into the mechanics of health for those with a strong prior knowledge. As a dietetic student, I value and trust the information Ben provides via his podcast. I can always trust that he's up to date with the newest information in health. I also love that Ben includes questions from his keto campers at the end of his interviews. Thanks, Ben. Oh, Fit Mom, I appreciate you for listening in Australia. Love that you're studying uh, to become a dietitian in Australia. And thank you so much for listening to the show and leaving that rating and review. It really does help the show grow. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so right now. And when you do, take a screenshot of your review, send that to support at ketocamp.com, and we'll send you a PDF download of my Keto Flex Cookbook. I want to encourage you to take action with that right now. All right, let's welcome back Dr. John Laurence. Dr. John Laurence is a chiropractic doctor, registered medical assistant, and musculoskeletal ultrasound expert. He has been practicing in Sarasota for over 24 years. He has a gift for difficult cases where other practitioners have failed. With the successful integration of functional neurology, chiropractic, naturopathy, and nutrition using Assyria, detoxification programs, and Lumomed inner ear therapy. His ultrasound training also includes over 100 hours through the Gulf Coast Ultrasound Institute, 60 hours through AAOM, 90 hours through AOA, 
PRM and 60 through TOBI. I mean, you could tell this guy's really well studied and experienced. He's been on other podcasts like the Ben Greenfield podcast. So without further ado, here's Dr. John. Dr. John Laurence, welcome back to the Keto Camp podcast. Ben Azadi, I am so happy to be here with you, you know. You're a wizard in your own right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the real wizard. I didn't even mention this to you, but you are only the third guest for my show to be on for the third time, a ah. three-peat. So Dr. Pompa has been on three times, Dr. Jeff Matheson, but you're the third person now for a three-peat. Wow, that, what a privilege. Yeah, it's you're the right person to be here today. Yeah. So we did record two episodes before. Dr. John was on episode 185, where we talked about melatonin how that helps with sleep, preventing cancer. We talked about the gut. You can listen to that right now or watch that on YouTube. And then episode 169, which is the first time, we talked about some treatment I did at your clinic, suppositories, the Zen nasal spray, which mm. my followers see me use all the time, every single day. I love that nasal spray. Today's episode is going to be more about autophagy, mTOR, mitophagy, cellular health, how to enhance a fast, some really amazing biohacks that we've never even shared before on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. Before we get into the autophagy stuff, I was at your clinic yesterday uh, Okay. because I'll, I'll just share a quick backstory. I was obese for most of my life, right, until I was 24 years old, mm -hmm. and I used to have really bad back pain. I did CrossFit. I used to pull up my back, but I lost the weight, but I was still getting this intermittent lower back pain. So I reached out to you via Voxer, and I'm like, look, I'm dealing with this. I'm seeing a chiropractor. I'm getting adjusted. And you mentioned, hey, come up to my clinic. Let's do some treatment. So I showed up yesterday, mm -hmm. you know, a little nervous. Every time I show up to your office, I'm nervous. And we did some treatment. Mm -hmm. So what treatment did we do on my lower back? What did you discover? And then what treatment did we do on my lower back? Well, you know, first of all, I'd like to uh, say it was an honor that you did reach out to me and respect, you know, the, my opinion on, on the whole subject. And I think it turned out to be, a, you know, a really good situation because we found some really interesting things that we'll, you know, we'll talk about. But, you know, for those of you watching this, you know, I, I am a chiropractor. And so I, my, my background is in chiropractic, but I'm also a naturopath. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I have a, a unique perspective when I look at you know, orthopedic conditions. I've always wanted to really understand the core problems that um, underlie symptom, symptom, you know, so anybody that has back pain, their problem isn't the pain. The problem is what's causing the pain. Mm. And so as a chiropractor, we're taught to look at structural aspects of the spine, whereas the pelvis might be rotated, one leg might be shorter, a vertebrae might be, you know, rotated over the right or the left. And there also may be movement patterns that might not work. So when you do an adjustment on a patient, you're actually improving the mechanical movement of that. And one of the things they, that I was taught in chiropractic school was that when you find an area that is hypermobile or it's moving too much to stay away from it. Mm. And so your training is to find the areas that are locked up and only adjust those. But, you know, that can be quite difficult when you're trying to mobilize an area and there's an area that's damaged and moving too much right next to it. It's, it's difficult to only move that one that's locked up and not actually put some motion into the area that really we don't want to. Right. So there was never any tools that were taught to us. And as far as I know, there's, there's literally zero tools that your average chiropractor has access to to address the area that is generally causing the pain, which is the damage. So early in my career, I was in a car accident and I had 
a severe injury to my lower back and I thought it was a disc. I went to the, I went and had an MRI. MRI came back with this big disc bulge and it was pushing on the nerve on the right. My pain was down the leg. And I was almost certain that it was my disc. In fact, I went to an orthopedic surgeon, who was the best uh, neurosurgeon in town at the time. And he said, I'm gonna need surgery at some point and that that was indeed my disc causing the problem. Shortly after that, another naturopath friend of mine that was just getting out of osteopathic school was being trained in something called prolotherapy. And, and I told him my problem and he said, you know, prolotherapy may actually not only support your disc to heal, but it may actually be that it's not your disc at all. It might be the ligament. He suggested doing prolotherapy, which has lidocaine in it and dextrose, which is a hypertonic um, sugar, mm -hmm. injected into the area and ultimately um, temporarily you'll have a relief in your pain, which would be diagnostic that the injected area was causing the pain and he had no intention of injecting my disc. So he says, I want to inject, you know, it seems like you have a lot of damage to all these ligaments from the injury. We're going to do prolotherapy on it. Your pain should go away for two hours if we hit the right spot. And if that's the case, if we do, we do a series of these and it'll heal your problem at the core of what's really the problem, right? And so I like that idea, and I was just shocked when I stood up from the table after my first treatment. I had zero pain. Wow. He did not inject. It was my SI joint, actually, which is one Similar of the areas. To me. Mm -hmm. So that started a huge, you know, it was a big aha moment early in my career. And since then, we've been providing uh, regenerative injection treatments at my clinic. And that area of medicine has grown where the next big um, breakthrough was where we started to pull blood and we would centrifuge the blood and take the healing components of the blood and inject those into areas that were damaged, which is essentially what your body wants to do. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of these connective tissues that get us in trouble and cause uh, stabilization to fail in any joint in your body, they're very dense. So your body gets these injuries and it can't heal them back because it can't bring in the groceries, take out the garbage. It's like, the, you know, your fingers and your toes, if they get damaged, they don't heal very quickly because they're far away from your heart. But there's also the denseness of the tissue that also affects the circulation. So connective tissue being so dense, cartilage being so dense, those are the structures that get you in trouble. So when you hear the word arthritis, you know, I want people to start thinking more in terms of what actually is arthritis, which is loose ligaments, which destabilizes the joint and allows for cartilage to become nicked up and becomes rough. So you want to start thinking about things that are going to fix that. What are, what's going to strengthen ligaments and tendons and what's going to um, create a, a more friction-free, smooth surface to cartilage? And that's what we're working with now in the clinic where we're even using bone marrow and different placental stem cell tr um, products. So things have gotten much further along in mm -hmm. this industry where we can tr fix things in one or two uh, injections where it took us much, much longer. So that's in, in a nutshell the kind of the, the area of medicine that, that I introduced you to when you called me up because you were like, hey, my back hurts. I'm going to go to this chiropractor. And I said, that's a great idea. However, from the sounds of it, it sounds like you probably have some connective tissue damage. And so um, that's what we treated. Yeah. So I showed up. And by the way, we're recording this podcast. We didn't mention it at your home. We have a, a great biohacking home. We'll do some cool things. We'll so sh show some footage on the YouTube interview. But uh, we're here at your home here in Sarasota. Your clinic is not too far away. It's called Advanced Rejuvenation, mm -hmm. your clinic. So what you did is when I showed up to your clinic, first you did some TRT treatment on my lower back. What is that? Why did you start with that? 
So tissue regeneration technology, we also call it uh, StemWave. You know, I'm not a big, you know, like gadget guy. I mean, I like a lot of gadgets, but when it comes to things to, that can actually heal the body, I'm a big fan of laser, but like, you know, the changes and the results with this machine blow laser therapy away. So it's a sound, light, and PEMF all in one. It's a German technology. And the depth of penetration of this machine where we can treat hips and lower backs are, is really uh, exceptional. And so we use that to stimulate stem cells. We use that to improve circulation. We use that on a lot of patients with neuropathy. It's really good for that. Uh, just any area where there's any damage in the body, we can use this device that, and, and it can greatly enhance uh, healing in the body. So we combine that with the injections of the platelet-rich plasma. We drew your blood, spun it down. Before before you get into the next step, I want to be fully yeah. transparent here. You're pulling my blood. My Raynaud started to flare up, right? So you had to keep releasing it and going. So my hands started to turn really cold and blue. And then when you were pulling the blood, you noticed that my blood was, was darker than it should be. So why was it darker than it should be? What's the problem with that? Well, my interpretation is that you were a bit stressed out over the procedure, right? Which is totally normal. I was, and I just drove three and a half hours to get here too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so you're in a, you know, you're in a place that, you know, you're not familiar with and you're getting this procedure. And so when we go into a stress state, our blood vessels um, narrow. And um, so that affects circulation and then breathing patterns can become more shallow. So you weren't oxygenating very well. So darker blood is, is not oxygenated oxygenated blood is very almost pinkish you mm -hmm. know it can be very red yeah, and then we had uh, we met Michael Rice, who's here sitting here, the director behind the scenes, and he was helping me with some breath work. And then uh, Michael had mentioned that using the Avacyn, is that what it's called, Avacyn machine, could yeah. help with my Raynaud. So yeah. uh, explain that. I had my hand in there while you were taking the blood, and what was that doing to me? Well, I'm sure Michael could just explain it much better, but it, it works on the um, sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. And so the act of the, the compression and done in a certain fashion of the Avacyn, so your hands in this machine with a glove on. And so there's an incredible amount of representation of the hand in the brain. And so giving stimulus to the hand can have very, very powerful effects on the autonomics, right? And so your autonomics are really the area of your nervous system that are taking the stress because of sympathetics, right? So yeah. you have your fight or flight, and you have your resting and digesting. You were in the fight or flight. Mm -hmm. So the Avacyn switches people more into the resting and digesting, which is just, you know, a gift in today's world. So uh, you drew the blood and then you spun it. And then you, did you add platelet-rich plasma or does the spinning create platelet-rich plasma? I'm not clear on that. So platelets are um, naturally in the blood. And so it was rich in platelets because we created a blood that had, we really basically we took out a lot of the white blood cells and we took out almost all of the red blood cells. I mean, it wasn't even red, right? So mm -hmm. it's virtually all the red. And those, so it makes sense when you think about it like this. If you break a bone or if you get an injury, the body bleeds into that area and that blood is liquid right? And, but it turns solid, right? Once it act, once yeah. it touches, collagen is the activator uh, and the platelets basically are what activate. And then they release thrombin and thrombin makes the blood turn hard and kind of like a hard gelatin. So this is your body's way of creating a graft. And so 
the body grafts its own tissue. So if you think about like a broken bone and you get a big hematoma, eventually part of that hematoma is going to turn into, you know, it could turn into skin, it could turn into bone, it could turn into ligament, tendon, cartilage, you know. So the body has this wisdom of knowing like what areas of that graft need to turn into what types of tissues. So we're in essence taking that, that, that wisdom that the body uses and putting it right where it needs to go. And so for you, it was your iliolumbar ligament, your right SI joint. There were attachments of your glute muscles and your piriformis along your sacrum, different sacral ligaments. Um, there was a number of ligaments around your L4, L5 that we treated. Yeah. And, and how did you determine where to treat? You did a, you did a ultrasound on my lower back and then you discovered something as well that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. And, and I think this is definitely worth talking about. Yeah. Uh, the fatty infiltration of the multifidi muscle. That's yeah. a mouthful, right? I just call it fat back. <laughs> yeah, you had fat back. Well, you know, I, I think part of that is sitting for long periods. And then the other part is the fact that you were overweight when you were, you know, 24. And so one of the findings that I was seeing on MRIs for many, many years until I really had a tool to fix it was fatty infiltration of the multifidi. It would show up on the MRI because you can actually see it. You look at the MRI and it's like all this white tissue, mm -hmm. which is representative of fat. So on the ultrasound, the white tissue, it's not white tissue, it looks dark, right? So you're looking, you lose, it's called loss of the starry night pattern. So you see all these little fibers of the muscle on the ultrasound, but then you see all these voids, which are these dark kind of, you know, void areas. And that's the fat. And I showed you that yesterday, and, and I had mentioned that that was a, I was shocked because, yeah. you know, I, it was one of the more severe cases I've seen with that. Especially on the right side versus, I had some on the left too, but the right side. So that helped you kind of determine where you wanted to inject the shots. Mm -hmm. So then I laid on the table. Michael was helping coach me with some of the breath work because I, you know, tend to get the uh, into fight or flight mode and I'm doing shallow breath. Mm -hmm. And then you start injecting my lower back. So talk about that procedure a little bit. Yeah, so the injections are done, you know, in and around the ligaments. And, you know, like I said, the PRP goes in as a liquid, you know, and there's a little bit of an anesthetic in there. It goes in as a liquid, and very shortly after, it turns into like a solid, you know, gelatin in there. So it's grafting where the damage is, you know. So we went through and we figured out exactly where you needed those shots, and then those were injected. And, uh, you know, today, it's the next day, you're, it's extremely well tolerated. Yeah, right? it's sore, but I could walk around, I could move. Yeah, you know, the process was quick. You know, it wasn't enjoyable, of course, but it was less than 10 minutes. So getting in there, getting those shots, the PRP shots, that will help remove some of that fatty tissue in there. And then you also mentioned engaging these core muscles, uh, not sitting as much. And then also for me, being more on the parasympathetic side versus the sympathetic side. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're talking about with Michael, with my, my breath work, doing some more meditation. And Michael had mentioned, you wrote, a, Michael has written, written a few books. What's the first name, the, the first book? Why is this happening to me again? Why is this happening to me again? And what you can do about it. Uh, and then the next book is called The End of Suffering. Right. And, and so Michael was doing some like a master class on breath work in that room. It was a blessing to have him in there. I it had was. no idea you were going to be there. Yeah. What's your website again? WHYAgain.org. We'll put it in the notes. Uh, I'm going to check out a lot more of your work as well. John speaks highly of you and I could, I could clearly see why. So thank yeah. you for that. 
So that'll be my protocol, right? To make mm-hmm. sure I'm not sitting as much, to make sure I'm engaging those core muscles, to make sure I'm doing some more breath work, being focused, being conscious of my breath, which is a huge learning opportunity for those who are listening right now or watching on YouTube, because how many people have lower back pain? Yeah. It's so common, right? You know, I don't want to skip over this without clarifying the core muscles in the back got all this fat because of its disuse, mm-hmm. right? And it's something that happens with all, uh, virtually all of us have some of that going on. I mean, back when we were, you know, plowing fields and we're a lot more active, you know, some of these people, maybe construction workers and so forth may not have that. But people like us that are on the computer and, you know, we, we have office jobs or, you know, we're not as, as physical, it's going to be a natural occurrence. And so it's those muscles aren't getting activated enough the fat starts to develop in there and they just don't have the muscle fibers to be strong to support the spine. And so what they found in Spain is that they found that cases of lower back pain that were failing all conservative care, that they, they saw all of this fatty infiltration and they injected it with a different part of the PRP. So we didn't just inject that with PRP because that preparation was completely different. It was from your blood, but it was a completely different preparation that was injected in and around those muscles. And that will actually get those muscles to repair really nicely, especially if you start doing some activation with some plank exercises that we'll show you a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be consistent with that. That was terrific, you know, thank you for that explaining that. I think it's gonna really create an awareness for those who are listening who have lower back pain Mm -hmm. and maybe they've done some chiropractic adjustments, which is great. You know, I felt a lot better. I'm still going to my chiropractor Proctor in Miami, but it wasn't, you know, you want to go and uh, tackle the cause, right? Mm-hmm. There is a symptom and there's a cause. And what we're talking about here is more of the cause. Well, we, we do chiropractic, you know, in my clinic as well. And I think the combination of both of those together is, is really going to be the premier approach for someone that really wants to stay functional. You know, one of the things I was excited about was what this is going to do for you in 10 years, 20 years, because, you know, if we hadn't found that, you would have never known. And that instability Mm -hmm. would have never been able to be resolved like it will be. Yeah, it was terrible. I was on the couch for five days a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. you know, from just picking up boxes from my apartment lobby and then going upstairs. I put the boxes down and my back just went out. And for five days, I couldn't even walk my dog. I couldn't even move. So that that was so unstable. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to mention you you had a thought process there. Chiropractic. Oh, yeah. The question is this. I'm supposed to get a chiropractic adjustment in two days. Should I still go to that appointment? Should I delay it another week? What do you think? Yeah. You know, I get asked that quite a bit. (laughs) And my best suggestion would be to not for a couple of weeks at least. A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. So if it was me and I and I had you coming in and I'm conscious of where I was injecting, I would be more confident to say yes. Um, But, you know, we don't want to... adjust any of those spots that were injected for a bit. Okay. I won't. So I'll delay the appointment. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we talked about that. Let's transition now into the topic of today's discussion, which is cellular health, right? You're a master of that autophagy, mTOR. I loved how you talked about just already the body's innate intelligence and mm-hmm. how we could harness that by just removing the interference. Mm-hmm. So the shots you gave me didn't heal my back. They're not going to heal my back. They're allowing my own body to repair and heal its own self, which mm-hmm. is the body's capability to heal this innate intelligence. So how do you use something like autophagy, mitophagy, and mTOR, the opposite of autophagy, to harness this innate intelligence? Yeah, you know, so what they've discovered in recent years is that we have this kind of feast famine 
you know, phase. And so it's like you have a sleep-wake cycle mm -hmm. and there's a feast-famine cycle as well. And they are linked to the sleep-wake uh, to, to some degree because often when you're sleeping, you're fasting. So calorie intake is really at the core of what dictates this signaling. So I like to call it a signaling because that's really what it is. And so you're either signaling your body to grow and repair or you're signaling your body to clean and recycle. And so they were looking in the soil actually in Rapa Nui Island, people know like Easter Island, and they found this, uh, this substance called rapamycin. And they started giving this substance to uh, laboratory animals and sea elegans and different types of creatures and they found that they lived much longer. And they're like, oh my God, we found like the Holy Grail for extending life. And, and so then shortly after they discovered that it was um, activating a certain set of genes called mTOR, which they call mammalian target of rapamycin. So mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense now, next time you hear mTOR, it won't be yeah. as elusive, right? So it, it has to do with Easter Island. Yeah. So this whole process is either mTOR is activated or it's inhibited. Mm -hmm. So when mTOR is activated, it means that your body's growing and repairing. Now, if you look at how we live now, like we have access to food, unlimited food, all season, all day, all night, mm -hmm. and we take advantage of that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it, food is a comforting thing, and we like to eat as a culture uh, all over the world, you know? And Americans probably more <laughs> as much or more than anybody. More than others, yeah. <laughs> And so um, when you're feeding, you're inhibiting your body to actually clean and repair itself, which isn't a good thing. So we want to start to balance that out. And that's where the intermittent fasting and fasting has become so popular because people are finding that it's mitigating a lot of diseases. They're literally able to reverse diabetes. They're improving people with cancer, the autoimmune diseases, degenerative neurologic diseases. You know, all of these things are responding so favorably because um, if you look at a lot of diseases, there's a connection where there's too much growth, mm -hmm. like cancer, it's too much growth, right? Um, cardiovascular disease, the endothelial lining gets thickened, right? And it crowds things out and you have deposits of, you know, so a lot of our diseases really is a consequence of M, too much mTOR. Too much mTOR. And spurts, like you mentioned with those uh, C. elegans and, and, and whatnot, in spurts, it could be super healing to the body. But mm -hmm. when you're constantly in this anabolic phase of mTOR, then you have bad cells that start to duplicate, leading to disease and dysfunction. Right. So balance is the answer, mm -hmm. right? And we don't have balance as a culture. So what's really interesting about this is that when you start to dip into this, you become more metabolically flexible. And when you're fasting, you're starting to use fat as a fuel source. So um, individuals can either start doing ketogenic diet to try start to train their body to use fat, or they can fast, or mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. I think that working with a ketogenic diet initially, starting to get that metabolic flexibility makes fasting so much easier. I agree. Um, people that aren't metabolically flexible will eventually become metabolically flexible once they start doing some more um, extended fasting, but it comes with some suffering, mm -hmm. you know, because you're dipping into some very low blood sugars and cravings. And yep. So, you know, there, there's a lot of crossover with ketogenic and, and fasting and, and this whole conversation that we're having is very appropriate to your listener base for sure. 
Yeah, the way that I teach it and the way that I wrote about it in my book, the Keto Flex book coming out, is first, the first pillar is getting getting into ketosis, right? Teaching your body to utilize fat instead of sugar, which we know it's a cleaner source of fuel. Mm-hmm. And then once you become metabolically flexible, 14, 21 days or so, then we start doing intermittent fasting strategies because you wouldn't just run a marathon without training for it, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing if you've been a sugar burner eating every two to three hours and then you say, I'm going to do an 18-hour fast tomorrow. It's going to look ugly. You're going to hurt yourself. The, bl- the brain, when it starts to go low in glucose, will start to panic, send the body intense signals for mm-hmm. carbohydrates and for sugar. And even if you have the best willpower in the world to ride that out, mm-hmm. the body needs to get glu- glucose from somewhere. So it'll turn protein into gluconeogenesis to fulfill the brain's desire. But when you go into it already in ketosis, being uh, keto adapted, fat adapted, then it makes it much bearable because then you just burn through your sugar reserves, your glycogen stores, and then you just go into your fat stores. Mm-hmm. And then it's just an easy transition. Yeah. You know, and one one thing that I thought was fascinating is that, you know, when you reflect on our ancestors and when they had to hunt, I mean, did they hunt hungry or did they hunt with a full belly? Hungry right? all the time. I mean, they're they're out there. So we were designed to utilize ketones as a much more efficient fuel source. So so the heart and the brain are the most metabolically, you know, demanding uh, organs in the body. Right. So anybody that's looking for an improvement with cardiovascular function or neurologic function really should look at ketosis as a great option. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of my favorite benefits of utilizing it as a tool, what it does for my brain and what it does for my mental focus, clarity, productivity. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know. Shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code Ben four to apply a four dollar off coupon that is ben b-e-n and the number four international shipping is available okay let's go back into this episode of the keto camp podcast so when we start practicing fasting strategies the process that takes place is this repairing it's catabolic phase called autophagy now the greek definition for autophagy is eat thyself Mm -hmm. and the body we mentioned is the world's greatest physician it has this innate intelligence so i'm going to give an analogy for autophagy and then i want you to go into the science of how it works and mitochondrial autophagy so the analogy i'm going to share with you my audience 
let's say you are a, there's a real estate mogul out there, right? Who they specialize in flipping houses and they have an entire team because those who are successful have a big team that works for them. So they go around their city, they look for houses that are probably burned down. There's mold, houses that need to be cleaned up. They purchase it at a low price and then they send in their crew into the house and they start looking at the house. How, how can we fix this house up? How can we repair it? You know, if it has uh, damage from a fire, how can we paint over that? How can we fix that? That's kind of what's happening when we fast. The body is so smart, it activates autophagy and then it seeks out these 70 billion cells per day that need to go through this process. And if it has determined a cell has no function, so this house cannot be rebuilt, we have to actually destroy it all together, then it activates apoptosis, which is programmed cell death. So that's just like tearing down the entire house and then building up a brand new mansion that looks lovely. Mm -hmm. And all this is happening inside of the body just during a fast. So I explained the analogy component just so my audience understands it. Now I'll get into the scientific part of it. Well, you know, I love that analogy because cell actually means little house. Yeah. You know? And... Uh, I use a similar analogy, but I'll, when I talk about it, it's, it's cars. Like if you were to look at your city and say, if you could go through and find all the automobiles that are old, they're hogging too much gas and they're spewing too much pollution, mm. and you were able to figure out which cars those were and replace them with new, more economical cars, you know, the city would run on less gas and it would be less pollution. So I, I think that that's a valuable part of this puzzle because the cells have mitochondria inside of them. And these are the, the little guys that are taking oxygen and glucose and making energy. And so this is either efficient or non-efficient. And so when after uh, disease situations, chronic inflammation, aging, the body loses the ability to see and recognize these old cars or these old houses and it, they accumulate. And so you start to get these accumulation and some of these become what's called senescent. And zombie cells. They're zombie cells. And so you imagine like an old car that's just literally, it's leaking gas, it's leaking oil. These cells are incredibly inflammatory and they're linked to many diseases and including aging. So if we can clean these senescent cells up, virtually every disease, you know, whether you're, you know, a weekend warrior, you just want to, play better and harder, you know, and have more endurance. Or if you're suffering with something, you know, mm -hmm. you have mold illness or Lyme disease, or you have an autoimmune condition. So really, I think the full spectrum, there's, you know, a lot of benefit for people to like dip into this cleaning up. So autophagy is really a global term, but when you get down, your body actually does this with the mitochondria and that's called mitophagy. And so that's where the body goes in and sees, oh, okay, these mitochondria, they're not pulling their weight and they're actually causing a lot of trash buildup and so forth. We're gonna recycle those. And so there's different signaling factors to this mitophagy that I think are really worth talking about. And one of my favorite, and it's something that we've done with you in the clinic is intravenous ozone. Yeah. And so oxidation is a signaling factor for the body to recognize that there's too much oxidation and that there needs to be an enhancement of the antioxidant buffer system. And so this buffer system is, um, is activated when that signaling of oxidation is, is heightened, right? So it's dose dependent. There's nothing more oxidating than ozone. So ozone's O3. So in the clinic, we'll run intravenous with patients. 
for people that are home, we like to have them use um, ozone generators and maybe, you know, rectal. I know this is going to sound kind of odd for people watching <laughs> this, but it is a very common technique to greatly enhance health is to put gas, uh, ozone gas, rectally and hold it for, you know, a short period of time. Um, and then that gets in the blood. There's saunas that you can get. You can drink the ozone. Dr. Frank Schallenberger is kind of the father of ozone. He yeah. was on my... Uh, um, cellular reset, you know, ultimatecellularreset.com and we did a video together and he, I've been to his clinic. And so when we start to look at patients where we're looking to enhance the process of a fast and we want to enhance the process of autophagy and mitophagy, we're starting to look at the science and what types of things we can do to stack this to your favor. So when we have people in a fasting zone, we give them something called senolytics, so senescent cells. What counters senescent cells are senolytics. So lytic in science is like you know breaking down and clearing out. So senolytics, a lot of them are these polyphenols, which you know curcumin, resveratrol, um, fisetin. Fisetin's my favorite. Yeah. Right. Fisetin or fisetin. Yeah. Either way. It, that's from strawberries. Yeah. Um, green tea extract. You know, there's there's lutein is another one. So these generally aren't easily absorbed orally. Like, I mean, curcumin, you know, it's a huge thing. It's like people do either liposomal or I haven't really seen many people putting this into a suppository, but this is one of the reasons that we've tried to make it. Now, we have been able to source curcumin intravenous, which it's from Germany, and that can be really amazing for people that have a lot of inflammation. We'll put that in saline and we'll run that as a drip, but it's hard to find, it's expensive. Um, you can get the same effect with a suppository or a really good quality liposomal. So we created something called Lucitol, and it's part of our phase two with the mitophase. So we just released this. I wrote an article for Ben Greenfield, and it was released, I think, just like a couple days ago. And so if you're, if you're interested in getting a little bit more information about this mitophase, which we're going to start talking a little bit more about now, it's a three-phase program where we're stacking these science into your fast. So we have a pre, a during, and a post support for that. And uh, so. Yeah, I love that. So for the audience listening right now, they're probably wondering, okay, I want to be able to enhance autophagy. You mm -hmm. know, So let's start with the basics. What are some fasting schedule strategies for them to do that? And then what are some easy ways supplement-wise for them to actually purchase some supplements to enhance it during a fast? So before I dive into that. I want to talk about NAD real oh. quick because that's part of the pre. And one of the challenges that I found is that when you provide NAD, I love it because you're giving a lot of energy to the mitochondria. And every 20 years, you get a 50% decline in your NAD levels. And if you're not sleeping, you're having alcohol use or chronic stress, you're greatly depleting your NAD. And I think for the most part, it's probably like accelerated with everything going on with, you know, the, stress, the toxicity, pandemic yeah. and so forth. Yeah. People. What's NAD? It stands for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. So it's a, it's kind of a cousin to niacin. Mm -hmm. And so this is the substance that the, the mitochondria uses to make energy and it becomes depleted very quickly. And so the challenge is that we can give NAD in the form of NAD, 
in an IV. We can do it. We have a suppository that we're using. Uh, we have a liposomal. There's patches you can use. Yep. There's intranasal approaches that you can do. And the challenge is that it supports your cells, but it also supports senescent cells. Mm. And so a lot of people think that they can just take an NAD su support like every day, and that's not something that I support. I think it's much more intelligent to do um, pulsing mm -hmm. with the NAD. Now, there's also precursors that are pretty phenomenal, like nicotinamide riboside. Right. They also call it NR, or nicotinamide mononucleotide, which is NMN. So what we've done is we've created a product called NADMAX, or NADMAX. And uh, NADMAX has NAD, it has NR, and it has NMN, and it has physotin. So you're actually getting a curbing of supporting the senescent cells while you're on NAD. But what we're, what we're doing is we're stacking and we're loading NAD prior to going into the fast. So when people go into a fast, their, their, their cells are charged. So when it starts to want to pull energy for autophagy and to clear senescent cells, it's got a little bit extra juice to do that. That's awesome. I love that idea, like a turbo boost for a car. Yeah. 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 So you're kind of priming the pump. Right. Yeah. So you take, so it's a stack, is it a suppository, NAD Max? Well, so NAD Max comes in a liposomal. Liposomal. So we call that um, NAD Max Ultra. So you're swallowing it. Yeah, so it's, it's a liquid. Well, there's a syringe that it comes with, so right. you can measure exactly. And actually, I'm on day one of a fast, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, and Dr. Michael Rice is also joining me on a fast. Yeah, he's on day two. Right. So we're we're on we're taking the phase two of the mito, you know, the the mito fast, and we're on Lucitol. <laughs> so the phase one was the NAD stack. You take that right at the beginning of a fast. So we have this for two days or three days. So each phase can go for two days or three days. So for the two-day phase, which I'll often have a lot of my patients or clients do two days of NAD loading, and then during the two days of their fast, we'll have them do a 24-hour or 36-hour fast while they're taking the synolytic and all those polyphenols with Lucitol. If they have access to ozone, we like them to use, utilize ozone. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then exercise is also uh, helpful for autophagy. And then following the, the phase three is where we get into all of the uh, stem cell activation. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for anybody to do. I mean, anybody can do a lunch to lunch fast. Yep. And so we've structured that where people can ease into this. And eventually we want to see people getting where they do the three day, three day, three day, where they do three days of NAD loading. And then they do a full three day water fast while they're on the, uh, on the Lucitol. And then after that, you know, a full three days where they're, where they're supporting stem cells. And we have a lot of like upgrades. I don't even think I've shared some of these upgrades no. with you, but. Wait, so was that a nine day fast that you're talking about there? Or they would break it after three days and then start another it's, one for three days? And no, then break. it's a three-day fast, but there's three days prior and there's three days post. So it is a full nine days it's that, a full, that you go for the protocol. Okay, yeah. got it. Now, something that, that we started to look at as well is the benefit to the microbiome with a fast. So it's a, it's a stressor to the microbiome. So yep. if you think about, you know, you have all these critters in your gut, right? And so you take away food, you take away their nutrients. It's really doing the same thing for them that it is doing, it's doing for you. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have some attrition of the weaker, you know, uh, bacteria that you 
probably want to clear out. Like SIBO, even Candida. Mm -hmm. And and some of the bad bacteria will kind of work its way out of there. And then once you start to refeed, that's when the microbiome can actually come back stronger and more robust. And when you have stronger strains and stronger um, populations and colonies. One of the things that we started to look at is something called swarming. And nobody's talking about this, but microbiome swarming. Are you familiar with this? No. Okay. This is brand teach new. Teach me. Teach okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> so your beneficial bacteria have a circadian rhythm just like we do. So they go through a sleep-wake cycle. And so one of the effects when we go to sleep is it's our regeneration. Our, our body switches into like repair and regeneration. And so the microbiome does the same thing. So when they're swarming is when you're sleeping. So they go into this like super growth phase during sleep and the primary activator, I'm gonna ask you, your guess, the primary activator to the swarming is what? Growth hormone? No. Uh, What's my favorite melatonin. molecule? Yes. Yeah. Yes, melatonin. And gut melatonin is 400 times stronger right. than it is in the brain. Yeah, yeah. So your gut literally produces melatonin for this. So that's why we start to walk people's melatonin up to some really high levels during their post fast mm. is we're accentuating that microbiome swarming, swarming effect. Yeah. That's super cool. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's like a, an amazing method here, uh, a scientific method that makes so much sense. Uh, mm -hmm. I've never heard of the swarming part, but it all makes so much sense. The mm -hmm. gut does produce that much melatonin. Yeah. So, how could somebody, is there a way to test, right? If somebody does a nine-day water fast without any of this versus doing a nine-day water fast with this structure, how can they test to see the, the difference besides, you know, how they would feel? Is there a way to look at glucose and ketones? What are some ways to test to see the differences there? Well, we are working on some more science with this that we can show this to, you know, we have a lot of doctors that are doing this in their clinic and, and um, I work with Dr. Pompa mm -hmm. on a lot of this. Um, you know, probably you and I don't know anybody that's more of a scientist biohacker when it comes to like fasting, right? I mean, he's got the Beyond Fasting book and a lot of your listeners probably know he's exactly who he is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so when he did this protocol, he was blown away. You know, and, and he had some, some uh, you know, and then he started working with a lot of his clients using this method. And he's finding that he's able to achieve in three days what he would normally have people fast for five right. plus days. So, yeah, so he's probably looking at glucose and ketones because the, the goal for what, what Dr. Pompa teaches is to get this maximum autophagy ratio, mm -hmm. which typically happens in day five, some people day seven, where we get blood glucose divided by 18 compared to ketones. And if you have a one-to-one -one ratio or better, that's the maximum autophagy ratio that Dr. Thomas Seafried mm -hmm. has seen actually tumor cells shrink before his eyes. So what he's, Dr. Pompa is saying, he gets that achieved in three days versus five days mm -hmm. by using these supplements. So... That's fascinating. I, I want to do it myself. So for the, if, if Dr. Pompa is doing a three-day, mm -hmm. how, how is that stacked? Do you start with the NAD stack on day one, and then how do you go from there if you're doing just three days? Yeah, so an example would be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're loading NAD. And so you'll dose the NAD two or three times a day. Mm -hmm. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you would fast. You would do a water fast, and you would take Lucitol or... You know, if you wanted to do it on your own, you could find some polyphenols that you could load up with. And then after that, we have phase three where we're, you know, we're, the Sandman is the high dose melatonin that we utilize. Right. And Dr. Pompa's And we utilizing. talked about it in a previous episode. 
Yeah. So but that, that's a nine day fast. You said he was doing it in a three day fast. Yeah. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the fasting. Oh, got so it. So Monday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're Monday, eating, Tuesday. but you're loading up on the NAD stack. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're fasting, right. loading up with those polyphenols, physicin, et cetera. Right. Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the post, I think, is as important as the fasting. So a lot of people don't necessarily, some people feel really good fasting. Not everybody does, mm -hmm. but you know, it, you're going to go and you're going to create this signaling to break down cells and tissues, to clean them out and to recycle them. And so after the fast, you want to signal the body to go in there and repair them. And so that's where you want to actually activate mTOR. Now, one of the exceptions to this might be if, if you're dealing with cancer, you know, we may skip that. We may definitely not want to go in and do a lot of uh, stimulating of mTOR really ever. Right. But for most people, we want to let it rip, you know. And one of the biggest signaling factors for mTOR is protein. Mm -hmm. And spe in specific, it's lutein. Mm -hmm. So we have created a product where we have lutein and we have something called HMB, which is a byproduct of lutein that the, that the body accumulates. And then we have deer antler. Mm -hmm. And then um, rhodiola is actually a really good activator oh, of mTOR as well. Yeah. So that, that product's called um, stemTOR. Mm -hmm. And so that co also comes in a liposomal or it comes in a suppository. It kind of tastes vanilla-y. And so you increase your protein intake. I'm a big fan of the... Um, essential amino acids as a supplement. So you'll have people will have people supplement with essential amino acids. The perfect aminos yeah, is the one great. that we carry. Yeah. If you're a fan of Ben Greenfield's Keon Aminos, you know, that that would be uh, a similar product. And then they naturally will increase. Now I had a patient come in recently that was having an extra inflammation on, and he was just starting his um, his phase three. And what he did is he ate a bunch of beef, right? So I think for some people that might be okay, but that first day or two, you might want to be gentle with yourself yeah. and, and look at things that are, you know, like maybe tofu or some gentler protein sources. Eggs. That, eggs yeah. is a good one. Yeah, yeah. eggs great. Yeah, because the body is, is uh, during a fast, starving down bacteria in the gut, and it's starving down HCL, some of our enzymes. So if you break it with too much protein, especially animal protein, right off the bat, you don't have the enzymes to support that. So you could always supplement with some digestive enzymes that could help, but it's not a good idea to go full on with, with the animal products right when you break a fast. Yeah. And, and so then you get this huge signaling to release stem cells. Right. And we all want that. So, yeah. I mean, we're talking about like you, you could go and spend 20 grand and get stem cells in, in Switzerland. Or of course, we charge a lot less than that at my clinic. But, yeah. Or you can you can go through this mitofast. And, you know, we called it mitofast because it's focused on the mitochondria. And it really has a far reaching effect beyond, even beyond the mitochondria. So we have this accentuated release of stem cells from the bone marrow into, this, into the system, into the circulation. And this is something that we struggle with in the clinic as well is like, let's say for instance, we did your spine with like bone marrow, mm -hmm. right? And I felt like you're, you had a much, you were older and you, the damage was much more severe. And I said, we really need something stronger to repair it. And so we would pull your bone marrow and then we would do those injections with bone marrow. With stem cells, 
you are naturally going to have a certain percentage of them go senescent. I mean, mm -hmm. this is very well published in the, le the research and all of the people within the area of regenerative medicine are looking for ways to change that and improve the, the situation where you have less senescent, you know, stem cells. And they don't become these reckless spewing, you know, situations. They're more like they just, you lose the benefit of those stem cells. So to minimize senescent um, cell, uh, there's uh, some things that we were really looking at the research with. So phocoidin is a extract of um, brown seaweed. Mm. It's a polysaccharide. Japanese love it. You know, you look at, there's some whole websites on phocoidin and they use it a lot for cancer. And one of the things that I found is that it, the support it has with mesenchymal stem cells and preventing them from going senescent. Wow. So the other thing that, you know, and there's, there's a lot of Chinese herbs that, that can do that as well. And the other substance that I really was impressed with the research was, was co CoQ10, mm. but in a higher level. And again, CoQ10 is not very absorbable. But so what I did is I made a suppository with both phacoidin and CoQ10 at a high dose. And we call that Stem Zen. Mm, I love the names. <laughs> I, and then the, I'm so impressed. I mean, I knew you had some of these products and, the, and I knew some of the method behind it, but I didn't know it to this extent. And I think my audience, the keto campers are just blown away right, right now because it makes so much sense. You know, you, part one of the fast, you want to support the NAD, you want to support the mitochondria. And then part two, phase two, which you call, you want to support more of the autophagy. So you mm -hmm. get these specific nutrients. And then part three, phase three, you want to support more of the mTOR, the stem cells, but but you'd also want to do it the right way so some of those stem, uh, senescent cells are not going bad. So the three products that you mentioned for this stack, mention them again. What are the three main products? So the NAD, NAD Max. NAD, NAD for Max. The, mm -hmm, for loading, like, NAD. Like Mad Max, NAD like Max. Mad, that's where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's number one. Mm -hmm. And then while you're fasting, the phase two is Lucitol. Lucitol. <clears throat> I've done that one before. And then if you have access to ozone. And, or, and ozone, okay. Mm-hmm. And then phase three is STEMTOR. STEMTOR. And so optional upgrades are if you really want to support your microbiome in its repair and regeneration is high-dose melatonin. But there was another one that we, that we talked about, and this is in the article on, with Ben Greenfield as well, is um, something called ProBiomax. And ProBiomax is a spore-based um, probiotic with butyrate. Mm. And so it's in a suppository. So I love the fact that it's a suppository because it's going right where you need it. Yeah. And so the combination of the high-dose melatonin with the ProBiomax is really going to put you in your microbiome where you want it. When um, would you take those two during the fast? That would be on phase three, after the fast. Got it. When yeah. you're, so you would take that in combination with Stemtor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, so the stem zen, I love it post-fast, but I also love to utilize it after I've done a, done a stem cell. Mm. In fact, that would be really good for you mm. right now. After the injections. Because the way that the PRP works that we did in your back is your the platelets, once they get activated, they're going to attract growth factors that are going to then attract like a magnet, your own stem cells to the area. So although we didn't inject stem cells there, they're going to be pulled into that. They're and recruiting so them. the more we can support them and keep them robust and keep them from going senescent, you'll have more collagen synthesis. You'll mm. have more regeneration that takes place. I want it. Yeah. Get, get, get some to me. Let's do it. <laughs> That's the stem tour. Stem Zen. Stem Zen. Excuse me. Okay. Got it. Yeah.
All right, so the best place to find these would be mitozen.com slash ketocamp, mm-hmm. where we have a, a custom affiliate page. There, there's, is there a discount there? I think there's a discount. Yeah, 5%. 5% off. Yeah. So you could, we're going to put all the links and resources in the notes of this podcast. We'll list exactly which one is used for each phase and why it's beneficial. And then we'll give you a link, which is mitozen.com slash ketocamp. Camp is spelled with the K. Uh, so if you want to get all of these and stack it together, we want to hear how your fast goes. You know, give us some feedback. Mm-hmm. Where can they go find out more information about you? Well, we have an educational uh, site, ultimatecellularreset.com, and then we have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Cellular Reset. And then, uh, you know, you can email us at info at mitozen.com. Info at mitozen.com. Yeah, and what's your Instagram? Do you know it? Yeah, it's a glutagenic. Advanced SRQ. Advanced SRQ. Uh, and then if you're in Sarasota, or if you want to make the trip to Sarasota, I love it over here. Go check out Dr. John's clinic, uh, Advanced Rejuvenation. What, what's is it? The website, Advanced Rejuvenation. Advanced Rejuvenation. Us. Us. So you have many options to to discover more of Dr. John's work. You could go listen to the previous podcast we did. You could go to his website. You could go to his YouTube channel. Go read the article he did for Ben Greenfield. We'll put all of those links and resources down below. Anything else you want to add to the conversation to land the plane? Well, anybody listening to this that feels overwhelmed by all this, <laughs> which to it is again. probably some people, <laughs> listen to it again, and it can be as simple or as complex as you want it to be. We've we've talked about a lot of more advanced aspects to it. You know, you can do this with just the NAD loading and just the Lucitol and just the Stemtor. And, you know, you, you don't need to have it as complicated as we've outlined it. You know, we have been fasting for a long time and a lot of our patients and clients have. So for those of you that are really wanting to jump in there and, and do a more complicated fast, then, you know, we're, we're happy to be here to support you. Yeah. And the, the, the overall theme in this conversation is there is a delicate balance taking place in the body between these two signaling pathways. We have the mTOR anabolic, autophagy catabolic. And if you can master getting a little bit of both, mm-hmm. that's where the magic lies. That's where the body re- really begins to heal and regenerate and reduce inflammation. The problem is this. People discover fasting, myself included, back in 2013, and I fasted too much. I was getting too much autophagy, not enough mTOR. And then the opposite problem is also true here in America. People are eating every two to three hours, getting too much mTOR, no Mm -hmm. autophagy. So we want to make sure we balance that out. And this protocol is a perfect way to do that. I agree. (laughs) I agree. Dr. John, I love the work that you do. Thank you for showing up in this world and creating some amazing products and amazing research and just getting the education out there. We need it. The keto campers need it. I need it. And I want to appreciate you for being back on the show for the third time. I always have a great time with you. Yeah. Well, I I hope to be a fourth. (laughs) We'll do it. (laughs) Maybe I can be the first fourth. (laughs) Maybe you can be the first fourth. Yeah. (laughs) No, you're awesome. Thank you, brother. All right. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank So we decided to do a bonus segment here at the end of the interview with Dr. John. I'm here with Michael Rice, and I want you to share what you just shared with me because it goes aligned with what we just discussed with building up, tearing down. Well, I was just saying what a perfect setup, the whole conversation, uh, to bring in some ancient technology. And if we listen to Einstein, Einstein says this, on such things as matter, we have been all wrong. What we have heretofore called matter is energy, energy whose vibrations have been so lowered as to be perceptible to the senses. There is no matter. You don't have a physical body. 
If you could alter the rate of vibration in which your eye sees, you'd see this whirring mass of electrons, protons, neutrons, and light. When you realize it's an energy system, there are two qualities of energy relative to the system. Integrative, what builds it up. Disintegrative, what tears it down. Is that balance is necessary. And the primary teardown energies in the system, and we may not even be designed to have the cell die, if we stop doing this to ourselves, the teardown energies are qualities of energy like rage and fear and guilt and sadness and hatred and vengeance and gossip and slander. Mm. Drama and trauma are literally energetic patterns that load the cell up. You know, it's interesting if you go to the opening words in the book of John in the New Testament, the, the New Testament in Aramaic has nothing to do with theology. It's about physiology, it's about psychology, it's about genetics. It's about how this energy system works. And so the opening words were told say, in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. In Aramaic what it says is in the beginning was the mind energy and the mind energy became flesh. Now go to the cell biologist laboratory today and they'll tell you that when you think a thought, that thought becomes a molecule, mm -hmm. neuropeptide in your structure. Neuropeptide circulates around in the structure till it finds a cell with a receptor site that matches, inserts itself in the cell. When you look inside the cell, what's going into the cell? What do we call that? It's called chemistry. That's what we see of that energetic pattern. If the chemistry is of a disintegrative nature, the cell begins to be loaded and disintegrate. Forgiveness in Aramaic, you know, we, we've had forgiveness turned totally backward by the Greeks. We're told, you know, I'm in pain, but you know, it's all your fault and, and that's okay. I'll forgive you. I'll let you off the hook for what's happening inside of me. It does nothing to change what's happening inside of me. In the ancient Aramaic, the word forgive, as it was taught 2,000 years ago, is a tool, a technology for how you go inside yourself and remove the root of your pain. Mm. Literally remove, literally pulling that neuropeptide out of the cell, decoding it, understanding its content, and throwing it out of the system. So forgiveness is removal. It's not letting other people off the hook. We've been conned. We've been scammed. It's been turned absolutely backward. And so the technology of forgiveness, how to remove from the cell what loads the cell, maybe simply leads the cell without disintegrative chemistry. Mm. How different could the game be? Mm. And, you know, when they talk, there's another concept that comes in here that, and in my work in the last 50 years of developing what I do, probably the most relieved voice I hear from people regularly is when they understand this simple concept. And that is that in the Aramaic language, the word sin is not some terrible, awful thing that you've done as the Greeks would teach us. It's actually an archery term. When you fired at the bullseye and you missed the bullseye, the scorekeeper yelled sin. <laughs> you're off the mark. You just took an energy in that doesn't belong in your structure. If you're off the mark, you kill yourself. <laughs> you destroy yourself because you're putting energetic patterns in, literally chemistry into the cell. It doesn't belong there. So when they said the wages of sin is death, that wasn't some kind of theological threat. They were saying, here's how to kill yourself. Keep putting disintegrative energy in, sin, energies that are off the mark, and your cells are going to break down and you're going to die. <laughs> Learn to remove those and then remove the energetic patterns that keep you locked in that cycle of hostility and fear and move to a different state of being. Have you ever held a newborn baby? Yeah. If you think back to the moment where you held a newborn, if you were to describe the essence of the newborn, what word would you use? Just 
Joy. Joy. So it's a question I've asked, my wife and I have asked of tens of tens of thousands of people all over the globe, and everybody's answer is always some variation on the theme of love. Yeah. Now, go back to that moment where you held a newborn and ask yourself the question, is the newborn loving me or is the newborn love? Both. Well, I'd offer it's either a noun or a verb. Okay. And my offering is it's a state of being. It's not something we do. It's what we are. Mm. And when we give up the essential nature of what we are, then we buy into a self that gets conned by all sorts of things. You know, Vladimir Lenin says the way you destroy a culture is change the meaning of its words. Mm. And so we've had love turned into a verb. Mm. I come into this world as love. The world knocks it out of me as quickly as possible and says, go find somebody to love or mm. go find somebody to love you. And now we're on a wild goose chase because it's not uh, uh, something you can get from somebody else. It's what you are. Mm. And if you get lost in the, literally, the energetic patterns that come from those neuropeptides, which are thought structures, if you get lost in thought disorders based in hostility, fear, rage, guilt, then you lose the ability to experience yourself as your essence. Mm. Forgiveness in Aramaic was how you go inside yourself and remove those energetic patterns. Michael, that was a brilliant way to so. explain how thoughts could manifest disease or, or manifest health in the body. And it's all about interference. Remove the interference and the body Precisely. has the capability of the heal. That's forgiveness, removal. Oh, I love yeah. that. And our whole culture is like, well, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive them. Oh, you better forgive them. Yeah. Oh, you got to forgive yourself. Never forgive yourself for anybody. Never for anything. Never forgive anybody for anything. If you're in hostility or fear, and let's say somebody did something that really is off base. If you choose to pardon them, go for it. Pardon them. Mm -hmm. Let them off the hook. That's a Greek idea. And then once you've pardoned them or not, then go in and do your forgiveness work. Remove the energetic patterns that were resonated by that person's behavior that you're destroying yourself with. And as you remove those patterns, you have an upgrade in your health. I love it. Share again your website. WHYAgain.org. In, in your books. Uh, my book is Why Is This Happening to Me Again? It's actually out of print. I've got a copy on the dash of the car for you. It's used. Book. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. the, um, the book's actually out of print, but you can find it on Amazon or eBay used. Yeah. There are a lot of copies out there. Uh, you can also go to my website and download it free. And five days a week, I do a radio show to support people in engaging this conversation and understanding it. So from one till two o'clock Eastern time, people can call into our show at 563-999-3581 and ask questions and carry on a conversation. We've had this uh, conversation going on five days a week for 10 years on our show. Wow. And that continues. And the whole idea is to support people in shifting the mind out of the degraded language into language that's accurate about the true human experience and getting, you know, restoring ourselves to that. Beautiful. We'll put that, Rachel, we'll put your information with your phone number down in the notes. Thank you. For, Sweet. I'm glad we did this. It was uh, spontaneous and it was perfect. Honored. Thank delighted. You, Michael. Thank All you. right. Great. I really hope you got so much from this episode. I know that I personally did with Dr. John and that little bonus at the end with Dr. Michael Rice. I'm going to put Dr. John's information down below. If you're ever in Sarasota, you got to go check out his clinic. If you're interested in getting those supplements that he spoke about, the NAD, the autophagy stack, uh, the stem tour, and just how to really biohack your fast, and if you want to follow that protocol, 
We're going to put all those links and resources for you in the notes of this podcast, or you could just head to mitozen.com slash ketocamp. So M-I-T-O-Z-E-N, mitozen.com slash ketocamp, camp with the K, if you want to get those products. And go listen to the previous episodes with Dr. John Laurence, episode 185. We have a link for it down below. And episode 169. I want to encourage you to leave the Keto Camp Podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and text this episode to a friend, post it on social media, post it on Instagram, shoot me a tag at the Benazadi. And I really hope you got so much from this episode today. I want to thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. You'll hear me on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.